You are tuning in to the Milk Carton Series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we discuss 15-year-old Saharia Reese. Hey guys, hey guys, I know it's been a while. I know, do not beat me up. Life has been so crazy with COVID, so I hope you guys are staying safe and sound. But today, guys, I have a sad story. It truly focuses on mental illness, and it's so imperative that we discuss mental illness. Let's stop making mental illness a fad. Let's make it something that we change the laws. We change how they handle our people. OMG, this story is so sad. Oh my gosh. Uh, So today, guys, we're discussing a bright and beautiful 15-year-old from Coos County, Oregon, who was wrongfully convicted to 11 years in juvenile prison. Saharia Rees, guys, we have to get her name out there to share this story. I have not heard a story of this caliber before. You know, we always talk about how we want to spread awareness, but let's do something by truly changing the way the laws handle our people because this is truly a shame. It's inhumane. Oh my gosh. It is not a crime to have mental illness. It's not. And it's crazy that we live in a world, a society where everything is mental illness, but yet when one has mental illness, one does not speak up for that individual. Oh my goodness. So let's tap into her story. And I hope by the end of this video, I said video, I'm thinking about my YouTube, but don't forget to watch that as well. But by the end of this podcast, please do what you can to share her name, share her story. So Saharia has a documented history of mental illness. And it was one of these things where she was consistently being bullied. And it's truly sad that she was being bullied at her school for being biracial. As a biracial woman who was 29 going on 30, I stand with her because I know what it's like. But at the end of the day, I'm sad that no one could could be a friend, could be in this girl's ear and corner to help her and to know that her color of her skin does not define who she is and that the N-word is something that is less. It does not make you who you are because you have black running in your blood. Being black is amazing. It's beautiful. And I really wish that I could talk to this girl and let her know that. But the one thing that I love about this story, her parents did everything fucking right. And that's what pisses me off about this story because they did everything that you're supposed to do for your child because this poor baby wanted to kill herself. She wanted to harm herself. And what does her parents do? They go and get her help. They do what is supposed to be done. Oh my goodness. That pisses me off on so many levels. They did everything right. Shannon and Manny did everything right. They were advised to put her on antidepressants. They were also advised to get her therapy because, like I said previously, Saharia had been harming herself. This could have ended so badly for her. But guess what? Her parents stepped in and they did everything that they were supposed to do. The laws is what failed them on this one. So they promptly did everything, right? So on July 8th of 2019, 
three days after being improperly taken off her antidepressants. So it had been stated that Saharia's normal pediatrician wasn't in, but she had a different pediatrician at the time. And they recommended that she be taken off of these this medicine, which was a fail, which was wrong to do so. This girl wanted to kill herself. Why are you taking her off of antidepressants? Why? That that doesn't make that makes zero sense to me at all. So they do so. And what happens? This girl who was 13 at the time, she went into a manic state of psychosis at four o'clock in and I want to be very clear. It is not uncommon to experience delusion and hallucination which distract you from your normal functions. This is normal when you are going through an episode. And this can last for days, weeks. It can last at a, a period of a time, which is what happened to Saraya. And so in her maniac state, she poured a small amount of gasoline from a lawnmower onto her living room floor. Her stepfather woke up and found her sitting in the living room in a daze. And as recommended by her doctor, in the event she showed signs of further self-harm, they were to call the 24-hour crisis team at Coos Health and Wellness Center, who they are expected to pick her up. But because it was early in the early hours of the morning, the crisis center elected to call the Myrtle Police Department. And this is when they stormed this girl's home, y'all. They had guns drawn, the big dogs out, and... They were terrified because they didn't understand what was going on because they did everything right. They followed what they were supposed to do for their daughter. So she was taken to the police department where she was read her Miranda rights without her parents, without her attorney. And she was informed she was under arrest. All while still in a severe maniac psychosis. Even when she was questioned by the police, Without a parent or attorney, she was coerced into making a formal statement. And later, this statement would be used against her. And so the DA determined that Shannon and Manny were victims of their daughter's planned arson and attempt to murder her parents and her baby sister. The DA claimed she poured gasoline all over each room of the house, which is false. In fact, she only poured gasoline on a small amount of a carpet in the living room. And this piece of carpet was taken in for evidence. So that is false that this DA already began this case with. But it's crazy how it wasn't even pointed out. You know what I'm saying? Like, But she maintains her innocence. She claims that she did this to get attention. She wanted to self-harm herself again. And she was just tired. And if you ever had a mental illness breakdown, I'm probably using the wrong terminology in that. I do apologize. But if you ever have an episode where you are just tired, you are just at your wits end, OMG, you've been there. And this is without medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been there where some days I'm just tired, you know, losing my parents and bad and losing, you know, my grandmother who was also a mother to me. You know, you go through these episodes of life where you don't want to be here anymore, especially when your thoughts get the better use of you. You feel like you are not good enough. 
So her parents were not allowed to see her for 23 days while she was held at this detention center. And to make matters worse, (laughs) it's like this case just like blew my mind as I began to read it. So she was assigned a criminal defense attorney, Kate Dyer, who not only admitted to her parents that she was not in her area expertise, but also advised Saria that if she pleaded guilty, that the, I'm guessing the judge on the case would, or the DA, my bad, sorry, the DA would reduce her charges from five counts of arson in the first degree without ever lighting a fire and three counts of attempted homicide to two counts of attempted homicide in the first degree, and one count of attempted assault, dropping the arson charges, Saharia had been experiencing sexual harassment at the detention center and wanted to immediately get out. So what does this baby girl do? She pleads guilty, y'all. Because, you want to know why? Katie advised her if she had pleaded guilty she would avoid three more months in this holding center in that she would go off, you know, and be in a better situation pretty much, but which that was false. So as a result, 13-year-old Saharia pleaded guilty to a crime she did not commit, and she was sentenced to 11 years in juvenile prison. 11 years. 11 years, and you didn't even blow shit up. You didn't even murder nobody. And that's what got me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's sex offenders walking this damn earth today. They only done did a year, and they get out. How? How? I'm not understanding. So now she's in a facility where she cannot get the proper help. You know, she's in a facility now that is really known for high sexual abuse, according to the Department of Justice. She's currently being held at the Oak Creek Correctional Facility, which as I read, has a lot of physical and sexual abuse in this prison. She has spent her two birthdays in this prison. She is now 15 years of age. And being as though she is in this prison because of COVID, her parents has not been allowed to see her since, you know, COVID. But I think I did see a, a thing. She was able to see him, you know, now that the COVID has, you know, been a little bit more restrictive on what we can and cannot do. But nonetheless, this baby girl sitting in jail for for a crime that truly just doesn't make sense to me. A crime that she didn't even commit. She didn't light nothing up. She didn't get any help. The crisis center didn't do their job. They failed her. The laws failed her. There needs to be stricter laws when it comes to things like these. Especially when you haven't even really done anything. But this is this is why we, we have these issues because people don't speak up and people don't speak up and then one, people don't give a fuck about us black folk. They don't care about us. So we get the short end of the stick when it comes to the criminal justice world. And I know that because I have I know so many people that take that plead guilty on charges they didn't even commit because they knew they didn't have a fair shot to begin with. You know? We hear it all the time. So many people being charged and then getting out years and years later because evidence has shown that they haven't done the crime. But because of the color of their skin, they're sitting their asses in prison. And we have too many cases like this. And what's even worse that I forgot to mention, the DA never included her records of mental illness, guys. It was never included. He removed seven pages of public statement. 
because they knew they didn't have nothing on this girl. But because this baby girl pleaded guilty, she didn't have her family. She didn't have a proper fucking attorney who knew what she was doing. She is sitting in jail. She's sitting in jail because of the negligence. OMG. It makes me want to punch this damn attorney in her face for even making a 13-year-old girl plead guilty on some stuff like that. But I end this podcast with this. We demand to have Saharia's case reopened and charges reassessed. We demand to see Ku's health and wellness take responsibility and ensure their thoughtless actions are never repeated. We demand to see the corrected steps taken from the Coos County Department, not department, Deputy Spencer Bell and Myrtle Point Police Officer Aaron Gilbert to ensure this never happens to an innocent child again. We demand that Paul Fraser removes remove his seven-page public statement that is filled with inaccuracies in the police report. We demand DA Karen McClinkclock and Paul Frazier drop the sentencing charges that Paul Frazier claims came from the SCRC. We demand the release of Saharia Reeves from juvenile prison and that she receives the appropriate mental health treatment for her condition. Mental illness is not a crime. Being black is not a crime. We demand justice and accountability, and that's the bottom fucking line. Good night, y'all.